0: Hey, what does it mean to have the right why behind what we do? You know, not just big decisions, but the smaller ones too. Um, How important is our why, our reason, our motivation behind what we do? Whether we're working or building churches or leading families, that's what we're talking about today. Let's get it. You're listening to Above
1: Approach Church Podcast, a podcast created for the local church. Our goal is to tackle tough church issues through thoughtful conversations like the one you're about to hear. Whether you're a church leader or a layperson, we pray this episode empowers you to play your role within the global, timeless family of God. This is Above Reproach Church Podcast.
0: Talking about our why today, Tanner.
1: What's our talking why? Talking
0: about our why today, Tanner.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Stalling to find what to say, Tanner. What do we say? We're talking about our why, our purpose, oh. our motive behind what we do as as church leaders, as parents, as creators, as employees, as brothers, as children, as parents. Whatever it it's is, got that really deep. We're doing. Very fast. Uh, we are trying to figure out biblically. Why do we do what we do and why is that so important? You know, um, when it comes to our why, Mm -hmm. you know, some people might be wondering, what do you mean when you say why? And what I mean is our reason, our purpose, our intent, Mm -hmm. our motivation Mm -hmm. behind what we are doing. Mm -hmm. Because you might be doing the right thing with the wrong heart or for the wrong reason, and that could be potentially damaging, harmful, mm-hmm. um, and setting you up for failure, even if it is indeed the right thing, um, the right heart, the right reason matters too. So mm-hmm. what does it mean when you consider this as, uh, as believers, man, what does it mean to have the right why yeah. behind what we are doing? I mean, think ministry, think raising families, think discipleship, think Bible studies, think going to work and waking up, being faithful, mm. What what does it mean to have the right why? Yeah. when you hear that behind every decision.
1: Yeah, my m- it really means to me my reason for doing what I do is to glorify God, and I think to have the right why takes a lot of time of prayer and discernment um, in what we're doing, whether it is content creation, whether it is uh, in parenting decisions, whether it's um, in a in a local church, you know, and you're in leadership and things like that. Um, why are you doing what you are doing? And that will give you the reason in what you are doing. So uh, as you're analyzing your why, you know, why I do what I do, why I uh, work at the job that I work at, why I serve in the ministry that I'm serving in, you know, all those different things, I have to analyze what the reason is behind it. And again, I think we'll probably be using that term a lot because that's what our why is. It's our drive, it's our mission, you know, it's our purpose and everything that we do.
0: Mm -hmm. So your why is um, probably not something you decide, but something that you discover in the Word of God is what you're saying. Yeah, Because you said, I want to do everything unto the glory of God, which Mm -hmm. means your why is laid out in Scripture for everything that you do. And this leads into the second question. How important is our why, Mm -hmm. our reason, our motive behind what we do? You can have a mission statement. You can have um, Mm -hmm. the right objective, the right plan. But if it's motivated by the wrong heart or the wrong reason, mm-hmm. why would that be potentially um, harmful or damaging or just prone to fail long term Yeah. Um, when it comes to our why? And I think because Scripture lays out for us the clearest reason to do things. Mm-hmm. And when you decide your own why and your own reason, and it actually doesn't align with the Word of God then you find yourself um, kind of pushing against what God is really wanting to do mm-hmm. uh, through you, instead of you lining yourself up with Him. I mm-hmm. probably didn't say much there, but I'm thinking out loud. Do you have anything that comes to mind? How important is our why? You know, does it affect the results? Does yeah, it affect,
1: yeah. Know? I think our why, when when we know it and and we truly are striving to um, to glorify God through what we're doing, which I, I think should be the general like why for our lives, right? I mean, that in general seems to be our why in life as believers, as Christians is I'm, I'm here on this earth to glorify God and to serve him um, because of his sacrifice that he did for me. But the importance of it, to answer your question, is it keeps us accountable. I think that's like, you know, it kind of draws a fine line for us, you know, and there's, there's times where we cross that line in the wrong direction and we realize Oh, I'm doing what I'm doing for me and I think that's why it's important to know your reason and your purpose and what you do because if I'm in a student's ministry and I don't know my why and I'm just serving just to serve am I you know necessarily doing a bad thing no but you could be in the wrong ministry realm right so I think for us knowing our why and having that in the back of our minds as we as we serve you know in whatever you're doing it keeps you accountable and keeps you in the right pace. We talked about pace in the last episode, you know, kind of just waiting on God to move us forward and progress us and what he wants us to do in his timing in his timing. So I think it keeps us accountable. It's important to know our why for that reason.
0: I agree. And I think the why is also, um, you can do the right thing the wrong way. Mm -hmm. And so I think having the right reason Allows you to do the right thing with the right heart and with the right yeah. way because it's not just what you do but how you're doing it, uh, what you're thinking while you're doing it because ultimately your reason, your drive, is what determines whether you can keep doing that long term. It's mm-hmm. almost like you can only go as far as your drive yeah. will take you. You can mm-hmm. only go as uh, your your activity is only as sustainable as your why is accurate mm. with the word of God. So if I can get a more precise why behind why I'm discipling my children, why I'm investing Mm -hmm. into my marriage, why I'm going to counseling, why I'm leading Bible study, then that will allow me to continue doing that long term. Because again, drive and reason determines longevity Mm -hmm. of the action we're doing, of the service we're committing. And so I think it's a huge role in what we do and our mission is Mm -hmm. because... I just I don't just want to do the right thing I want to do what honors God and I also want to think rightly about the people I'm serving and the God that I'm that I'm serving and I want to have the right mm-hmm. heart behind it. Um, so how do we establish the right why behind what we do how do we do that mm-hmm. you mentioned the Word of God yeah like knowing God's character and his heart and his mm-hmm. ways and then letting that, Kind of shape and form for me the reason why I do something. Mm-hmm. I want I want to look at why God would do the same thing in Scripture. If I'm going to go and serve, why did He lay down His life? Yeah. Love, mm-hmm. selfless, sacrificial love for the benefit of another. Why would Why would God want me to uh, continue going to youth group with all these snotty kids that just <laughs> chuck gummy bears everywhere and poop on the walls? And why would I go back to that Wednesday night mm-hmm. madness? And and it's because God truly cares for and loves those those children and that he mm-hmm. values their faith and so i want to also so how would you say we establish the right why for people who are wondering like i i don't know if i have the right behind, why behind what i'm doing mm-hmm. as, as a parent as a creator as an employee I, I don't know how do i
1: how do i get there yeah yeah i mean <laughs> it's it's such a full question because i mean we almost never execute fully our why uh on a consistent basis there's Many times where we, we fall off of it because of our sin and because of our, our pride, right? But I think the way that we establish that, you know, how we understand it is it's time with God. You know, it's not even just the Word of God, but it's it's time in worship. It's time in, in prayer. It's spending time with Jesus to know his character because ultimately if I know his character, I know how to reflect him better. And so with establishing our why, the right why— <laughs> Um, it, it takes time and it's a process. It's not necessarily like immediate, you know, fruit, um, which is, you know, again, kind of aligns with what we've been talking about with waiting on God, you know. Um, sometimes we wait on results, um, in, in our process and in who we are as we're maturing and growing. Um, and again, it's never easy necessarily to just immediately project, you know, this why through me, this mission, this purpose, you know, and everything, but, um, if that is something that we are confident in, right? Um, like if I am confident that if I am in student ministry, that my why is to disciple students and I'm confident in that, then that will play out through me. That will play out through my uh, my journey in discipleship and my, my journey in serving. So to establish the right why, honestly, is knowing who you are doing the why for.
0: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah, to have uh, the right person in mind, because uh, scripture talks about how we should commit our work to the Lord, mm-hmm. um, and that's not just talking about what you get paid to do, your career, but everything you put your hands to, the decisions you make, commit it to God, uh, and, and think of it as being done unto Him. Like not that He will, but almost like He's going to grade you on that, and you want to mm-hmm. get a good grade, not to get into heaven, but to really please your Father and go. I did the best I could. Mm-hmm. You know, I think also the why sometimes affects the results of mm. our actions if you have the right why you you don't just do the right thing but you do it the right way and that could actually change yeah. not just the heartbeat behind what you're doing yeah but the results of, of what it what it produces what it yields and yeah. I think um, you know um, I'm trying to think out loud here like if I have the right why mm-hmm. behind uh, doing something God called me to I lost my train of thought. Come back, please! Okay. Don't leave me. It's gone. It's, it's gone. floating. I see it it's in gone. the air. It's just—it's in it's the clouds okay. now. Again, this Gosh is spontaneous
1: conversation, so you know, bear with us I'm as we go through. Pissed
0: this pissed right now. <laughs> <laughs> How do we it's establish the right why right behind what we do? You—you uh, uh, you uh, made, uh, made up the question.
1: Thing. This is hard. This, this, this stupid questions, it's
0: man. <laughs> I am so mad. How about this? Um, that's what I was going to say. Is—is is the why? Uh, also affects how we perceive the results mm. of our our labor. So that's what I was going to say. Is if I'm serving kids, and my reason is to make them like me, mm. and uh, and it's not to to see them grow in Christ or to see them closer to Jesus yeah. or love God more. It's like I just want more. F- Friends that are smaller, and I can I can manipulate them into doing whatever I want. Serve then me. then when I then when I do what God tells me to, mm-hmm. and I and I go to youth group and I preach a sermon, and and they're growing closer to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I'm going to think, oh, this is a failure because they're not liking me, and so my perception of the results will be affected by my why mm-hmm. you know but if i'm measuring it against oh like they're getting closer to jesus and they're loving him more and their faith is growing then uh, my perception of the results is accurately aligned with god's word and i'm mm-hmm. seeing it the way he wants to so yeah why do so many people have the wrong why mm. like uh, they might have the right mission they might even be gifted and called to do it yeah but but man why do people even on a daily basis mm-hmm. uh Forget their reason or even we might say the person they're doing it for ultimately Mm -hmm. being god uh, How do we lose sight of that? Is it just the world the culture my flesh It's all of
1: it? I mean, yeah, it's a mix of all of it But I think like the easiest way to lose your why is by getting distracted Um, you know, one of the easiest ways to Lose your why in a season is filling yourself with all these different uh, tasks you know, that you have to do in life. Like, you know, I have to, you know, be on social media. I have to entertain myself. I have to.
0: Someone's holding a gun to my head. Open Instagram. (laughs) I wanted to go the dark route. Yeah. Well, (laughs) I went there. You did.
1: Okay. Back to the train of thought. I'm trying to get back to where I was going, but, um, I think it's really easy to get distracted, um, by our, that time spent that, you know, that we've been talking about, uh, with Jesus. And so, distractions lead us away. I think our own pride. And, uh, I think a couple of episodes we were talking about our goals and aspirations. Um, that could be a form of a distraction as well, as much as we don't think that it is, it actually could be the thing that's actually pulling you away from, uh, accomplishing, you know, what your why should be, which is to glorify God. Um, and so if my why is for me to be glorified, for me to, um, get popular or get famous or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, those goals and those dreams, those aspirations could get in the way from, from what you should be doing in the right direction that you should be going. And another thing too, like, uh, that I just thought about was, you know, to answer question number two as well with, uh, how important is our why it actually impacts other people as well. Um, it's not only good for us, but it's actually good for those that we're, we're either leading with or that we're living life with, uh, in general, you know, if it's, if it's at work, you know, if you have the wrong, why you could just be mindlessly aimlessly doing things that it doesn't impact that person. If that makes sense, like what I'm doing, like if, if I have a heart going into work as I'm going to work, not just to make money, Right. And to to earn, you know, success for myself or things like that or to build up and save and all that stuff. But if I go to work with a mindset of I want to serve Jesus and be a light in this workplace, if you work in a, a secular world, even if you work within the church too, like I can still be a light to somebody that's alongside of me. And so I think that's another way that we can look at you know that's why it's important to have a good focus on and, and grasp on our why and it, and it takes time to pray about it so
0: i think it's ironic that i distracted you from talking about being distracted and how distracted we are yeah to be clear i said <laughs> someone would hold a gun to their head because he said i have to look at social media so obviously the only thing i envision is someone going open Instagram yeah. <gasps> no please Ronald open it. <laughs> don't open distract it me <laughs> don't distract me we sometimes feel that pressure to yeah. do stuff as if someone is holding a gun to our head but mm-hmm. realistically there's no one there it's just us holding ourselves hostage to our concept of time and hmm. and the goals we have and the milestones and, and pressure builds and sometimes in the name of attaining my goals hmm. i lose my i lose the right why and i forget who i'm serving mm-hmm. and i begin to it's almost like i'm serving my ambitions and my goals and yeah. my vision rather than god mm-hmm. and that's very possible that you know you are holding yourself hostage to your concept of uh, how quickly things should be happening and and the pressure of time is causing you to make decision and there's mm-hmm. deadlines and i should be here by now and and suddenly all that pressure builds around you and causes you to forget the people who are right in front of you to love and care for. You know, Jesus, mm-hmm. um, he stopped for the one. He stopped for the one. And and there were times where he would be taken away from the crowds. He wasn't distracted by the crowds. He could discern. Yeah. Like, I'm not pressured by the needs of people. I know when it's time to move on to another village or city or, mm-hmm. you know... Uh, group of people to minister to because his why was always intact. It is unto my father. In fact, Jesus says, I only do what I see my father doing. Can you imagine walking into a room Hmm. and it's like you have um, some kind of augmented reality goggles on that allow you to like run the numbers and calculate and you see everything the father wants you to be doing. That would be awesome because then you'd see life uh, through, I guess, the lens of, of God and see f- from his perspective. Right. And I think that's helpful. Um, so when it comes to, we're switching this up a little bit. You know, typically in the past eight-ish episodes, we have uh, been really strategic about uh, trying to apply this to parents, leaders. Yeah. And we're still going to do that. But we've broken this down into three more specific categories. Right. Uh, we want to talk about um, the, the content the communities and the creators. I'm mm-hmm. calling all of you guys creators because some of you are creating atmospheres at homes for your kids to grow up in. Mm-hmm. Some of you are creating uh, different environments in your workplace. You're creating music. You're creating film. You're creating whatever your hands. You know, you put your hands to. Mm-hmm. We're all creating. We're made to to create stuff, just like our father. Yeah, and so we're made in his image to be creative and innovate and use our hands to. Yeah. To create, so I'm going to call each of you creators. Whether you're online or physical, mm-hmm. to some degree, we're all creating something. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, not only are we creating content, but we're building communities at home and our local church, online in our workplace, at um, in our Bible study home groups sure. with our wives um, or husbands. Um, not that you have a husband or have potential to have a husband. <laughs> I'm just saying, like women have husbands. Uh, or or just uh, we want to just creators too so here are the yeah. three categories we're going to address content as it relates to our why how does our why i'm going to say affect our content mm-hmm. how does our why affect or influence the content we make because mm-hmm. i think in some sense our why does shape what we produce yeah right uh it, so if i'm for instance like i used to I don't know. I used to preach at youth group just to keep people interested. Sure. And so the outline wasn't, what does God's word say? It was, what joke would they (laughs) laugh at? What story would captivate them? What would keep them from spacing out? And it was more focused on the why was, I want to uh, keep their attention and keep them not bored? That was my why. And it formed my content. Yeah. You know, the sermon is a content. Teaching material is a content. So Mm -hmm. now... I, I, I try not to think about that, but it's still a temptation. Um, and my, my main why is, what does God's word really say? Because my why is to benefit them as much as possible, Yeah. not to keep them entertained or focused. I can't do that. I don't mm-hmm. want to. I, in some sense, like those, those things can matter and play a factor. But sure. what's ultimate to me is my why benefit you, build you up help you love Jesus more. So my, my sermons will reflect that. My teachings mm-hmm. will reflect that. Yeah. Your art, your your video creation, your TikToks, mm-hmm. your film should definitely reflect that. Your yeah. video game, live streams on Twitch, you nerds, should reflect <laughs> that. Uh, playing Minecraft out there. I'll join you, but I'm going to pretend like I'm not a nerd. There
1: you go. Yeah. I am. I, for like a little bit of like personal, um, I don't even know what to call it testimony. I don't even yeah, whatever. Uh we are I, doing great today. We're dude. <laughs> I I started a online ministry called the Vision Project and I started that back in 2020. Um and starting the Vision Project, I knew I wanted to create art cuz I'm a visual person. So, hence Vision Project. And I wanted to sense. Yes. And, uh, I wanted to create short films and I wanted to encourage people with short films and things like that. And so, um, I'm a very visual person, someone that likes to be behind the camera, create stories, all those different things. Right. Um, but I didn't, I knew my why, right. I knew I wanted to encourage people, uh, with storytelling. And I think like over the years, like just not having time or just not investing in the ministry, uh, it just like existed. The vision project just existed. It became almost like a meme page at one point. Um, you know, I was just, I mean, at the very beginning it was like a page of just like, here's an encouraging verse of the day. Like I didn't know my direction for the vision project. And so recently, like I, I've almost been like off of the vision project for almost a year now. And it's really because, I mean, first of all, like, Life got crazy, um, but second of all, I also wanted to make sure that if I was going to invest into the vision project, that mm-hmm. I was going to spend my time making sure that I was executing my why. And so I've just been like re navigating like what that would look like for me. What mm-hmm. what is what is my why? Um, and I think I've kind of kind of discovered I want to encourage other creators that are out there um, how we can enhance and better our art for the kingdom. And so like that's kind of like my why now going into it, but I'm not like starting it up because I know if I started up now, it wouldn't be a good time because I wouldn't be able to execute my why very well, Mm. if that makes sense. So spending time in that, you know, like being able to invest in it would allow for people to be impacted by it better because I, I can spend more time in doing that Not only that, but there's more direction and it can impact a specific audience, if that makes sense.
0: Sure. So your why actually allows you to discern the kind of content you want to make, Mm -hmm. but also whether or not you have the time to effectively make that. Yeah. In other words, the why gives you a final product in mind. It gives you a vision of what you want that to do for someone. And that why allows you to, to look far into the future and go, hmm. Do I have the time now to effectively create that? Uh And then you can kind of schedule that out, pace yourself, and know a why sets the pace. A why gives you vision. A why Mm -hmm. uh, gives you an ideal target audience Mm -hmm. that you're really trying to reach. Who are they? Where did they grow up? What's their experience with church? What do they think about God? What do they struggle Mm -hmm. with? And it gives you a vision of that so you know who to impact. I don't think we,
1: we can impact People and I mean honestly, that's like on online creation at least. I mean, it's for us to create this atmosphere of community, right? Impacting community and impacting people, right? And I think if we just rush things and jump into things like aimlessly, it just it doesn't hit, right? It like not necessarily to say like, oh, you're just gonna you're gonna blow up if you spend time. That's not exactly what I'm saying, but like what's the purpose of us just putting out content rather than purposefully putting out content, you know, spending time and, and trying to execute our why with purpose rather than just aimlessly like pushing out content with like it being meaningless. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's less impactful if mm-hmm. I do that.
0: Yeah. You know, I, I, I think people are somewhat tuning out and I hear you, you in the audience. You're like, oh, I don't make content. Al, oh, I don't know. Are you a parent? Uh, you're creating content for your kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you are, I mean, if you're not creating content, you're at least allowing certain content to be digested for your kids. Mm. I think you should be thoughtful about that. Have a big enough, a strong enough biblical why behind why do you allow them to watch that? Why do you allow them to listen to that? Mm-hmm. Um, why did you choose that Bible story to share with them? In, in that sense, you are creating content. You're, you're sharing stories with your kids in a way that makes sense to them. Yeah. If you're teaching them the Bible, you're taking them to church, You know, hopefully you're doing Bible study with your wife. Uh, or your spouse mm-hmm. and your so in that sense there there is a kind of content creation going on um and everyone has an an, an art to what they do yeah everyone mm-hmm. has a kind of art uh, we like to limit content to like oh what i see on social media what i hear yeah it's, that's not what it's we're so we're getting so at. much more than that and we'll explore mm-hmm. this in in future episodes when we really break down content but your why does shape what you do how you do it who you're trying to reach and um, ultimately, it'll it'll prove to be a mm-hmm. flop or mm-hmm. a success in God's eyes because you're doing it for Him. So you you want to take your content and say, "Here, Lord, here's my sacrifice. Yeah, here's my here's the gift You've given me.
1: Let my why be aligned with Your heart and Your well character." And you mentioned too, like for example, if I were to to you know do a Bible study with my my spouse. I'm not there just to read pages, right? I'm not there just to get like, okay, we need to get a chapter in and then we're done, right? Like I'm not there just to push things out and then be done with it. Like we, we create to be, um, very purposeful and to spend time and be intentional about these things. And I think I want to use that word intentional more in this because, when I am intentional with the time spent with my art or my content, as you're saying, I can impact people better and I can impact also my own maturity and my own growth through it. So again, it takes time and all of that leads to a better opportunity for you to impact somebody or even to impact yourself and your growth.
0: That's a think of content as, as that which you are creating that impacts people. Hmm. Think of, all y'all moms posting on Instagram, like some of you post more than like the biggest Instagram stars in the, in the industry, right? And we, we got to see a picture of your dog every three hours, right? We got to know what Susie's doing every hour, right? Mm-hmm. So here she's eating chips. We saw that an hour ago, mom. <laughs> some of you are master content pushers. pushers. You put it out there. Facebook, Insta- Facebook if you're a boomer. Instagram if you're kind of a mid boomer, right? TikTok if you're like I don't care about anything because TikTok's just life. Mm-hmm. Wherever you're 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 sharing your life, sharing with people, you are you might not like it. You're creating content, you're posting, you're yeah. you're influencing people a certain direction with or you're being with influenced. ideas. You're being yeah. influenced. So, you know, think about the why not just behind the content you create and share and post and um But also what you're digesting, you know, Mm. you should have a a similar why. If if uh, if you wouldn't be comfortable making that content, you don't think they would value it would add value to someone. Why would you be digesting that on a daily basis or allow Mm -hmm. your kids to mindlessly soak that in? Right. Uh, When it comes to communities and everyone is we have some uh, influence on the communities we're involved in. Mm -hmm. Like, I really do. I play a role in shaping a certain atmosphere where I am at work, at home, in my marriage, for my kids, um, at my church, at my small group. I play a role in in, in forming a certain atmosphere and creating a certain kind of culture and community. So how does our why relate to our community? Whether you're in leadership or not. Because people Hmm. often just like throw it on leadership. Well, the leaders do it. Guess what? You're a leader of your home. Uh, You might be a leader at school or on your sports team, right? Or in college or... At work, you can lead by example by serving. Serving is leadership. So, how does our why relate to community? Um, I think the why, just as much as it shapes the content we create, our our why does shape the experience um, we have with other people. Hmm. It shapes our interactions, it Hmm. shapes what we expect from people. Sure. Uh, It determines what I'm essentially feeling entitled for people to do or give me. But if my why is to be like Jesus, so here's like, um, you know, you go, well, why are you uh, a part of that church community? Mm -hmm. Well, I want to benefit people with the gifts and the knowledge I've been given. I want to be a reason someone else is closer to Jesus. I want to be a reason this community is stronger. Okay. Now, um, that will affect the interactions you have. So when Susie comes up right after you made homemade potato salad for the church luncheon mm. and she slaps it out of your hands and goes, I hate potato salad. It's dumb. You're not going to go, oh, I made that potato salad so Susie would post about me on Facebook. Now you're going, oh no, I I knew this would happen. Susie always rage quits. So I, I don't really care. My why was to benefit and serve and love. And if you rejected that, that doesn't change mm. the heart behind what I did. So I can respond accordingly. I think it affects your response and the, the all the stuff in a community setting. Your why mm. is huge. Why are you going to church? Mm. Why are you spending time with your kids? What are you trying to get mm. or give? Yeah. What's your reason? Yeah. You don't ever think about this. Um, but we always have a reason behind, uninte- subconsciously or not, we have a reason behind what we're doing and who
1: we're choosing to be around. Mm. Um So we should think about that. I, Based on what something that you just said, like something just came to mind. And if my drive for my why is to get something out of it, most of the time my why is not in line with Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I think when our why is driven by to give, I think that's where we start to see a difference in our content and our just the way that we live, I think, like honestly, not just like content related, but life related, our why um, is really determined by by the heart. And mm-hmm. if our heart is to get something out of uh, out of it, rather than to to give and to serve, I think that's where we can see and and discern whether or not our our why is in line with what Jesus wants for our life, what our purpose is, what our reason is in mm-hmm. our that,
0: communities. That's why I said scripture like tells you, gives you the cheat code. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to figure out your why and make it up. Mm-hmm. You, you can just read the scriptures and yeah. go, why did God create the world? Why did he send his son? Why did mm-hmm. he lay down his life? Why did he work? It's always like for the benefit of another, for his glory. Yeah. And when you live life like that, you can navigate your intentions. You can whoop, stop. I need to examine my motives here and why I'm doing this. And um you can prove to be a real help to people cuz you're right. If you're if you're already going my reason behind parenting is to have two more ki- two more fans in my club <laughs> uh, or or my reason for, you know, doing that for my spouse is to give something, you know, um then mm. I didn't mean anything. I didn't mean anything weird. Gosh darn it. I just meant like something. And you can fill in the something. If you're married, have fun. But the point is, I don't want to do to get. I want to do. And then that's the that's the gift is yeah. that I get to give. Mm-hmm. I get to be of value to someone. Adding value is a good reason. Mm-hmm. Benefiting is a good reason behind anything that we do. And ultimately, it's not just purely benefit. It's, well, what will benefit them Mm-hmm. is what will give God the most glory. So if you're going to dishonor God and not give him glory, glory that won't... What is glory? Glory. Hi, my name's Glory. Nice to meet you. <laughs> if you're not going to give him glory and do what honors him, you're already set up to not benefit someone. So of course, what benefits people is what is most consistent with God's word yeah. and his character. So, so I would say mm-hmm. that let your why be as, as aligned with God's heart as possible, my mm-hmm. son used to say "hot, hot, <laughs> hot." That's how he'd
1: say it when I mean, he was two. Say "hot, hot."
0: <laughs> he's, he's, he makes fun of himself now that he's six. It's the best. <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah, totally well, I,
1: I think along with the question too, our our why and our reason um, tend to be matched with our communities that we're a part of. So, like, uh, if I'm a part of a church. Usually, the tr- the the why of the church or the mission of the church aligns with my why, if that makes sense. Um, so, like the groups that you're a part of, um, the the Bible studies, the online communities that you, that you're a part of, your spouse, even like yours, you and your spouse, you know. <laughs> If you're in a healthy marriage and relationship, your your why is aligned. You know, you have a specific reason why you're Mm -hmm. married and why you are together. Uh, In the same way, you know, why I go to Bible study is usually aligned with, you know, other people uh, in a certain sense. I know some people have specifics, but like the general why is, well, I want to get to know Jesus more. And so you'll have a relation uh, in that. And I think that's why you'll see, uh, not pun intended, but uh, why you will see... A kind of a relation in your communities that you're either establishing or that you're a part of too. That's true. This, your why this helps, true. You, helps you I'm find trying to stall people for you. who
0: are... Uh, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> How often do we need to realign our why with the word of God? Every day. Easy answer. Every day. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to lob us a softball so we could <laughs> seem really smart. <laughs> what are some examples of having the right why? This will be the last question. What are some practical examples of having the right why for parents, for leaders, for creators? Hmm. How about I do parents? Okay. Because that just is easy. Um, <laughs> sometimes... You want to give me the hard ones? I hang out... <laughs> no, <Yep>. I'm kidding. <laughs> sometimes I hang out with my kids Yeah, or I do things for them to get a thank you or to get an acknowledgement of how freaking awesome of a dad I am, uh, wow. or, you know, just being real, or or to, or to um, build rapport with them so they want to be around me more, right? Mm-hmm. That is fundamentally different than me caring for them, loving them, and serving them simply to benefit them and build them up in Jesus. And in the process, going, God, I'm just doing this to honor you and to benefit them. I want my life to profit them. How they respond? doesn't that's not a part of my why what they give me that's not a part of my why so i i think our why has to be disconnected from what we get in return and more about what we give you know reading bible stories with my kids um or jumping on the trampoline with them when i'm exhausted sometimes i just do that just to pass time um but i you know as parents we need to be as as realistically as as possible. We need to be as um, in the moment and present and intentionally uh, investing into our kids as we can, as much as we can. And mm-hmm. we need to model love for them towards our spouse. Mm-hmm. You know, So when I do love, care for my spouse or do um, acts of service for my wife, um, I, I actually do have in mind my why – is to give them an idea of what love looks like. So they know what to do hmm. and what to look for eventually in a spouse. So I want to set them up to have, um, the right standard and expectations for a spouse, know how to love people. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a very practical, um, having the right. Why as parents, why do we, you know, think about what, why you allow certain things for your kids. Why do you let them sit on Netflix for nine hours? Why do you throw them on the couch? And, uh, uh, just let them go to town on three bowls of ice cream Wow! and then uh I'm not rebuking anyone I'm just, <laughs> we're just thinking about the decisions we make why do we allow certain things why do we uh, respond so aggressively towards certain things that bother us mm-hmm. why 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 and if it's self-preserving
1: or self-centered change your why
0: hmm. your turn
1: yeah for leaders uh, all my my leaders out there wherever you're at whatever realm you're in uh, job lifestyle Um, we're all leaders of some sort. And, um, if you really think about it, like we, we are leaders of in some area of life, um, you know, whether it's at work or school, um, you know, in the classrooms or things like that. Um, as leaders, the question you have to really ask yourself, um, is, am I leading to grow my audience or am I leading to mature my audience? And I think, uh, if I'm trying to grow in in quantity, uh, most of the time quality won't be there in the people that you bring in. And so, as a leader, the the different um, I would say morals that I establish um, that surround my why that are all connected to my why they trickle down. Uh, if you are a you know a team leader or things like that, you know that trickles down. Uh, you know to who you are leading or leading alongside of. And so I guess an example of that uh, would be if you're a pastor uh, and you are leading a church, if you're just trying to either grow in quantity of your team or just grow in quantity of your church, the mindset would then be, oh, we need numbers, numbers are good, you know, every, and the drive then is not necessarily, oh, we need to, you know, we need to establish discipleship in our, in our team. Uh, then the heart is different. If you notice, like Mm -hmm. if, if I'm numbers driven, uh, which I'm not saying it's, it's a bad thing to desire more people to be a part of, you know, what you are, uh, creating exactly why do you want numbers yeah but if that's solely all that you are striving to do and and comparison comes into play then division comes into play and all that different stuff what you're establishing then is trickling down through your leadership mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. as leaders you need to evaluate your heart um, before you start leading and so you know that's that's a reason why you know if we are creating something we need to pause before we even you know start creating or start you know leading in, in a certain way because if I don't have the right why going into things, I could be very destructive in the end and I could be destroying the very thing God wants me to be fruitful in and create and so evaluate your surroundings evaluate you know the people that you're leading alongside with evaluate yourself and um, you'll prevent destruction in the end and division in the end and heartbreak Mm. that's what it leads to
0: evaluate Mm -hmm. decimate obliterate annihilate
1: oh i was trying to rhyme with you (laughs)
0: constipate yeah
1: there is annihilation last episode we were talking about spiritual you know laxatives and i think this week uh, should be This episode's going to be titled
0: Constipation Annihilation. I was just rhyming to kill time. When it comes to leaders, yes, Pharisees, Jesus does make it, you know, he doesn't deny the fact they're leading people, but you can lead people the wrong direction. You can lead them into destruction. Pharisees were leading for more money, right? Mm -hmm. Everything they did as leaders of the Jewish culture and the faith was to get more money in their pockets. They loved money. He even tells them, you love money. And they're like, yeah, and?
1: Well, To kind of, I'm going to carry on this conversation a little bit, but like for you, and I'm even asking the audience too, to reflect on this question, but how many times have you been in under some sort of leadership where you could notice that there was the wrong heart behind it and how did it affect you? Did I
0: notice it? Yeah, I, there've been several times, um, in my life for sure. Where the people leading me, whether it was a coach or teacher or youth leader, whoever it was, pastor, teacher, that the motives were off. Mm -hmm. And uh, you can kind of sense it. You can kind of sense it. I think you can only hide it for so long. But, you know, uh, the why eventually leaks into the people you're leading and Mm -hmm. influencing and will either um, encourage them to keep walking with you or to kind of dip yeah and leave you you know everyone's gonna feel your why eventually it's it's gonna be known mm-hmm. so you know even as as creators this this last one which you kind of touched on um, oops creators <laughs> leaders parents you know whatever wherever you are okay but specifically those who are making content especially for a living and wanting to be you know not be Jesus but bring Jesus into it. Mm-hmm. Um, we constantly need to recalibrate our why. Otherwise, your content will slowly morph over time into, sure, maybe it's getting numbers, maybe it's reaching people, but reaching them to what? Mm-hmm. Bringing them to what? Doing mm-hmm. what in their life? Like we said, numbers is not a bad thing. I think uh, being aware of the data and the analytics can be helpful and inform your decisions. It's not ultimate, nor should it be everything we care about. But um, if your why is... You know, I want a lot of people to know who I am, so I feel important. Mm -hmm. That's way different than I want a lot of people to discover my YouTube channel so more people are equipped to read the Bible and teach it and effectively make disciples. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, you can want the same thing and have two different whys, and then the methodology and the content you create is going to be reflection of that. Why? So, I guess as a creator, the best example I can I can think of is: don't make videos purely for watch time, for attention span, mm-hmm. for likes, for subscribing, for follows, for you know, um, for views. Mm-hmm. Make content, um, especially in this digital space. If you're an online Christian creator, make content. That glorifies God as much as possible and adds as much value to people as possible. And sure, you can you can present that in a professional, excellent way. You can be concerned with excellence and and sh- just don't obsess over it. Don't mm-hmm. let that. Don't let the presentation be more important than the content. Yeah. Otherwise, you're like working super hard on the package and mm-hmm. they're going to open it going, "This is wow! They worked really hard packaging this. Mm-hmm. This must be gold." And they open it, mm-hmm. it. it's just a fat turd. No <laughs> one's going to want that. Uh, Sorry, I I kind of forgot I was doing a podcast for a minute. I was talking to you, in all honesty. But that's, you know, creators, you don't want to package things that look far better than they actually are on the inside. Yeah. It's quality Quality. substance. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Quality. So, yep, that's that's it. Is there anything you
1: want to add? Yeah, I was going to say, um, you know, for you, someone's probably saying, well, it's easy for you to say. You know, it's easy for you to say because you know, look at your subscriber amount, look at your, you know, views and things like that. And yeah, look at it, it's trash. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a way to get people to view your, <laughs> your page, your yeah, profile. Yeah, it is. But like, where you, from where you came from, and, you know, you're at a thousand, you know, subscribers, but you're still putting out the same content, right? And I think it's cool to see that from, you know, that an outside perspective, because, you know, your purpose never your why never changed right necessarily but there might have been different you know processes that were interwoven through it that you might have changed like oh you know i'm i'm gonna change you know this aspect or you know this might look different you know in terms of looks and things like that Mm -hmm. but your Mm -hmm. why always stayed consistent and look at the fruit that's been out of it and now were you trying to grow this ministry sure because you wanted to impact people but uh, it wasn't necessarily the drive was, I need to get numbers. I need to get this, blah, 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 blah. Uh, it was you wanted to lead people towards Jesus and look who's all, you know, been attracted to the ministry to be a part of this, you know, this online ministry. And I think that's something that we can take out of it. And I, I you know, for myself and my own ministry, am inspired by because, you know, if I'm going into this, you know, vision project and things like that and. Uh, I I just want to create short films so that they could blow up and you know then I can get attention and things like mm-hmm. that then then what is my purpose you know I'm not executing the why that is clearly stated in scripture for us you know the purpose that God has given for us in our life and uh, I have to take a step back and reevaluate and say you know what my why is so that people can be impacted through art mm-hmm. so I'm not necessarily making it for the thousands and thousands of potential people that could see it i'm investing into the small group of people that could be impacted that lives that could be changed that one person that could turn to jesus through it and so when i have that perspective i'm not chasing after you know popularity or i'm chasing after numbers and success and all that different stuff god's um definition of success over your life may be different than others and mm-hmm. so, for me, like my definition of success could be one life change through a short film that I make. Mm-hmm. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's wanna what hear it's a, about, right? Hear a thick bummer,
0: what's that? Sometimes God will tell you to do stuff that doesn't work as well as your own plans would have. Hmm. Meaning, you know, sometimes God will tell you, like the content I'm making, I could be doing commentary on cultural stuff. I yeah. could be giving commentary like Ruslan on like different events in the church and the world and mm. like the stuff that's just just incredible uh, views. People are longing to you know hear that. Give commentary on cultural stuff, and uh, things could blow up even faster. But the Lord has said, keep teaching the scriptures, which off to a lot of people is so boring. It's mm-hmm. not exhilarating. It's yeah. it's it's really not. It's like. This is for people who love the word of God and cherish the word. I don't want to help people to teach this, you know, help people to learn how to study and teach the scriptures, you know. And so sometimes God will tell you, hey, I know your ideas would produce more worldly results, more sure. numbers, more views, more sure. whatever impact. But what I'm telling you to do is sometimes purposely restrictive mm-hmm. in order to yield more spiritual eternal results. Mm-hmm. But what looks like, less of an impact or what looks like. And so don't judge things based on appearance, you know, yeah. in ministry. Don't always think, oh, God wants me to do what works. Sometimes mm. that's like the biggest, uh, the wrong, the, the most common assumption people have that's wrong about God mm. is he'll only tell me to do what works. Well, then why do you tell Jeremiah to go to Israel and no one's going to listen? Well, the word of God worked. It just brought judgment. Sure, but no one listened. It just brought judgment. Yeah. He knew no one would listen right. and turn. And so sometimes in our own efforts to build, we're like, God, this will work. And he's like, I know, and I don't want you to do it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I want you to do what's not going to work as well from the world's perspective or mm-hmm. look as as uh, extravagant, but it's going to yield the results I want. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to be okay with that as creators. So, you know, is your why I want to honor God or is your why... I want to do what works. Yeah. I want to do what works and blows up and gets success. That's trash. Don't go after that.
1: Yeah, and here's an example of that Don't. for me personally was like uh I had a mindset of starting a young young adults group here just recently back in September and I was I love how that's yeah. recently, but it was like nine months well, ago. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's recently in twenty fifteen. Yeah, 2015 yeah.
0: <laughs> when I was twelve.
1: <laughs> like what all the old people say when they say recently it was 30 years ago like my son he's like remember the other day when i was born
0: no i don't because that was six years ago Salem. Six years you ago. don't remember that that wasn't yesterday <laughs> <laughs>
1: his reference of time is way off
0: oh kind of like yours yeah just yesterday, yeah exactly. september
1: gosh it's just flown by so fast I i'm know, sorry it does fly um we're but, old but i had the heart of starting a young adults group and then the first week comes and you know it's cool we had one person here and you talked to me that very next week, and you were like, "Hey, um, let's just why not make it a house church? That mm. would be cool." I was counting the months. Yeah, Eight. <laughs> how dare you? So much. I was time. like, "Why is he on the?" A- <laughs> 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 but, anyways, like my heart was to create a successful young adults group, mm-hmm. and out of it, it sparked you know you to say, "Hey, let's you know turn it into a, a house church," and you know. My idea of success was oh, we're gonna have a booming young adults ministry, and Zero. then and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're in Jacksonville, uh, come on over on Saturdays, come on, baby. Come join us four o'clock. Um, but it turned into something different from my ideals or my you know expectations right. or things like that, and it's turned out to be very fruitful. You can plug your book again if you want. I have a book um, called Fruitful,
0: essential <laughs> keys to living the most abundant, satisfying Christian life the side of heaven. Get a copy on Amazon and be one of the four people that have bought my book. Tanner, my mom, my sister, and not even my wife, but you, the listener. Back to you, Tanner.
1: That was good. We, could, we can like clip that and then make it a, a little soundbite that you use That could click just on be the, the whole board.
0: podcast. That could be. We'll just start it at that point. That could then be,
1: it. yeah. So... Anyways, that was the idea of like, I had this expectation and That's then right. God shifted it and it's actually been impactful on the families that we've had here. It's been pretty cool to have these people come in and exactly. be a part it of It has community. been
0: impactful, but compared to your idea of what you want it to look like yeah. or what you think it should have looked like, you're going, this is not successful. So I think our why, mm-hmm. um, lost my train of thought, let's back it up, Beep. beep. your why mm-hmm. really does affect what you define as success and your expectations of God. Mm -hmm. So my why, if you're wondering like, well, I don't know if my, uh, my why is right. Look at your expectations of God and what you're expecting to happen through your decision. Mm -hmm. Look at what you're expecting, what you feel entitled to, what you're, well, you're almost like God is going to do this. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't, are you okay? Mm -hmm. But yeah, you're like, compared to what I thought this would be a young adult, this is, it looks, it's a failure. Honestly, there's no young adults coming, but, Mm -hmm. That you weren't doing this to, you know, my why is to reach uh, millions of young adults and blow up. And and your why was, I just want to uh, help the church and create a space. Mm -hmm. And then God said, okay, I'll do it differently. And you go, oh, cool. Yeah. Like that's a success because you did it. And I I thought it would look different, but Mm -hmm. you're still doing something awesome that benefits people. So Mm -hmm. what benefits people is not always what looks the most extravagant. Yeah. Yeah. You know, God brings tremendous impact through small decisions mm. through tiny things that we often go that's not a big deal he goes it's huge you know because that's how God it's, talks it's clobbering time it's clobbering time alright guys thanks for listening you have been beautiful listeners thank you yeah so check thanks out everything for staying through <laughs> at abovereproachministry.com there's probably two of you listening at the end of that madness <laughs> uh, so thanks for listening we'll see ya later. See ya. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to today's Above Approach Church podcast. If you've benefited from this content or this ministry in any way, there are a number of ways you can support what we're doing to help people move towards Jesus. We're completely funded by generous supporters like you, so if you'd like to partner with us financially, you can head to com slash donate, and you can give through debit or credit card, you can give through PayPal, Venmo, Patreon, or even just mail a check to P.O. Box 338, Green Cove Springs, Florida 32043. Or grab some of our church merch to represent Jesus on your body wherever you go. Either way, while you're on the website, check out all of our free resources. Our online church, my book Fruitful, as well as everything else going on in our online ministry. Thanks for listening, and as always, keep moving towards Jesus.